McShane Bible Study, we're going to do all of day 349, and we're also going to finish up days 347 and 348, since we got cut short yesterday. And so we have here the uh, story of Jehoshaphat, right? And, uh, you know, we see that he was a great king. We have, we have a little different picture of him in Kings, but we see why he was honored. He, right? Am I remembering that correctly? He was honored in Kings, although we said, well, it doesn't seem like he's making all the best decisions. But here we see that he did. He walked in the ways of the Lord. He led. He. This is national. Uh-huh. But but even in Kings, isn't there a pro am I mixing stories or isn't there a prophet that says, Well, I know you're a godly king? I don't think so. Uh, no, I may be mixing stories. Um But we see here he is like he sent out uh teachers, I assume these are Levites, to go teach um well I guess they weren't all Levites, some officials. Yeah, Levites, and then he sent Levites to go with them. Yeah, some officials, some Levites. And they went and taught all the people around, right? Mm -hmm. So he, he's wanting the people to know the ways of God. That's a very godly leader, right? And we see he's got a really strong army, and uh, that's kind of the whole chapter. Well, before I move on, because um, I did look it up while you were still reading. Uh, so Jehoshaphat, I, I, I didn't have time to figure this out. Jehoshaphat shows up in First Kings and Second Kings, even though in First Kings he dies so i don't know if that's a different jehoshaphat that's why i'm a little i didn't have time to look it all up but jehoshaphat in first kings is the one saying isn't there a prophet of god you can call on here yeah i love um uh, uh tomorrow and yeah he does say that okay it's gonna go into that tomorrow okay um so anyways yeah so you, you see him uh being uh Although he's he's still kind of pulled into silliness. Isn't he the one who gets killed by the like? Yeah, isn't he the one who gets killed by that person who kills Ahab? Uh, yeah, I think there's a errant uh, arrow, right? Yeah. And I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Next, we're looking at Revelation six, and so we see the great tribulations, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's going to continue on after this chapter, but. Um, the seals are being opened and there's great tribulations. This should remind us a lot of the tribulations on Egypt when God pulled the people, his people, out of slavery into becoming his people, right? Mm -hmm. right we didn't call them tribulations, we call them plagues. It's the same thing, right? Um, these are different plagues upon the earth and famines and pestilence and... Um, one of them's obviously like a hyperinflation type situation. Yeah. <clears throat> um, do you have something to say? How much money do you earn in a day? It depends. Um, okay, so 10. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? So you have a people of God crying out, Lord, how, you know, how long? Save us from this difficulty, right? Then eat, Then they were each given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete. So the, the, this white robe is a picture of holiness, right? Coming through this tribulation 
is a way that God uses to make us more pure and righteous, right? And then we, we gain his righteousness, right? 13, and the stars of the sky fell to the earth as the fig tree sheds its winter fruit. It's funny, I, I just happened to read uh, Matthew 24 this morning, preparing for something for tomorrow night. And uh, it's amazing how much of what uh, Jesus said in Matthew 24 is similar to the things going on in this chapter. Um, he said, you know, you notice the sign of the fig tree. Like you notice by what's happening on the fig tree, what time of season it is, right? And so here he's saying through John, the same thing in Revelation. And the stars fell from the sky. We're going to see that when we get to chapter 12, right? But Jesus also mentioned this in Matthew 24. The, this is the angelic powers, the, the, you know, the minions of Satan, Satan and his, his third of the angels being thrown down, Right? 15, then the kings of the earth and the great ones and the generals and the rich and the powerful and everyone, slave and free, hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. So again, what Jesus said, <laughs> run, hide. When you see these signs, run, hide in the mountains, right? Calling to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come and who can stand? So we see a massive shifting Right? Can you imagine being in Egypt when all those things were happening? Just being a regular guy in Egypt and like, what is going on? You know, you'd experienced your whole life. You could be a really old man. And everything was fairly normal. You knew, okay, these things, this year is different than last year. But basically, it was all kind of normal. And then just bizarre things started happening, right? Mm -hmm. This world, I know you don't have much perspective being 11, but... <laughs> that's kind of what's happened in this world over the last two years, but it's just the beginning of it, right? And uh, so strange things where people are like, what, you know, what? I don't understand what's going on. Um, and so we see God shifting and shaking in order to wake people up and bring them to him in order that we can have this white robe of righteousness, right? God doesn't do these things just for the sake of uh, making things difficult, he does this for the sake of bringing us out of the wicked ways of the world into the glory of his life. He does this as a blessing. That make sense? Mm -hmm. All right. And then we're finishing the book of Haggai, which is only two chapters, so we're doing chapter two. And first thing to note, do you know what time of year it is? This time? No. Uh, well, we're a little past this time. Uh, it, it's uh, seventh month on the 21st day of the month. It took me many times reading this Bible before I learned how to read that kind of thing. Um, but the, it, and yours might make it easier. Mine says December 18th. Yours says December 18th? That's just flat wrong. Um, seventh month. Uh, let me look that up. That's But that's wrong. Okay, I just looked it up and... This we're in the month of Tevet, which is the tenth month, oh. which is pretty different than seventh month. Now, the lunar months are different than our calendar, so is it possible 
that that particular year, because they, they've gone back and, and they can go back and they can figure all this out. What was the exact lunar date and how does that correspond to our solar date? Um, and it's possible that year was kind of a weird year and it happened to be December 18th. It was the seventh month. I find that hard to believe, but I'm not saying that's impossible because there is a pretty big shift that happens when they stick an extra month in because the lunar the lunar calendar, um, if God set it up when he set up the lunar calendar to throw in an extra month every few years to make it work out so that we don't shift, just like we throw in leap days on leap years, they would have to throw in a month because they're 28 times 12 is a lot less than 365. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there, there is a shift in the lunar calendar and maybe somehow that made it December 12th. Um, that seems odd to me, but maybe so. Um, <clears throat> anyways, so what, what that is though, without doubt is the seventh month, 21st day, that's the end of the feast of booths or the feast of tabernacles, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, when Jesus comes in and it, you know, it comes in on the last most glorious day of the feast, right? Um, that is the, the last big, uh, fulfillment, uh, holiday that must be fulfilled, right? And so that should grab our attention mm-hmm. to the importance when these things, to, it's usually in the fall. It's usually like an October, September type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, verse three. Who is left among you who saw this house in its former glory? How do you see it now? Is is it not as nothing in your eyes? So there were old people that had seen the old temple, which had the glory of the Lord on it. And they built this new temple and the glory of the Lord wasn't there. Right? Mm -hmm. They built it up, but it just wasn't the same. And so the people are upset about this, right? Um, He says, for yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel. He's the governor, like the king, right? Declares the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord. Work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts, according to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt. We just talked about that, right? Uh, My spirit remains in your midst, fear not. So he says, look, be about my work and I will bless you, even if that's not obvious to you and what you're doing. Then it gets quite prophetic here. For thus says the Lord of hosts, Yet once more in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And I will shake all nations so that the treasures of all nations shall come in. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. Well, we know that house never got filled with the glory of God, right? It got destroyed. That house made of rocks. So what's he really talking about? His end time people, right? Mm -hmm. He's talking about the temple of God, which is his people. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, declares the Lord of hosts. The latter house, the end times people, will be greater than the early people, the time of Jesus' disciples and apostles, right? Mm -hmm. Do you see that? It's pretty amazing, huh? Because when we read about their lives and they're 
this you know they're they're amazing right mm -hmm. it says the latter house will be greater than the former house mm -hmm. um and then let's see let's skip down and and you know hebrews quoted this right Okay, 14. Then Haggai answered and said, So is it with this people and with this nation before me, declares the Lord, and so with every work of their hands. And what they offer there is unclean. So he'd been talking about, he gave an example of uh, holy meat in the fold of his garment, touching the fold of bread. Uh, does it become holy? He's talking about basically mixture. If you've set yourself apart for the Lord, but you mix with the world, you become unclean, right? Mm -hmm. He's saying that this is the way of my people. They've they've mixed with the world, and so they're not unclean. What, what we just read is we need the white garment of being set aside with God, Jesus' righteousness, right? You see that? Okay, 17. I struck you in all the products of your toil with blight and with mildew and with hail, yet you did not turn to me, declares the Lord. So he says, I brought calamity on you in order to get your attention to turn around, but it hasn't worked. But consider from this day forward, from the 24th day of the ninth month, since the day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid, consider, is the seed Yet in the barn, indeed, the vine, the fig tree, the pomegranate, and the olive tree have yielded nothing. But from this day on, I will bless you. He says, as you're about my work, building up my temple, which is the family of God, right? I will bless you. Before, when you were about your own ways, I brought hardship and difficulty. But when you're about my ways, I bless you. 22, and to overthrow the thrones of the kingdom. So again, similar to what we just talked about. What are the thrones in the heavenly? They're being thrown down. I am about to destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the nations and overthrow the chariots and the riders and the horses and the riders shall go down, everyone by the sword of his brother. And then we see Zerubbabel raised up, right? I will make you a signet ring for I have chosen you, declares the Lord of hosts. He says, I will raise up my remnant people to represent me in the world, right? Next, we are going to start the book of Zechariah. We're going to read chapters 1 and 2. And it starts out, uh, it's during the time of Darius, right? Uh, so they're, you know, they're, they're under um, about, uh, Persia. Mm -hmm. And he, he has incredible, Zechariah probably has the most incredible visions of, of any prophet. Uh, well, he's, he's right up there with Revelation, right? <laughs> um, and... So he, he starts going through, I'm, I'm not going to go through it all, but he's, he's calling people to return to the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. Verse 15 says, And I am exceedingly angry with the nations that are at ease. For while I was angry, but a little, they furthered their disaster. So similar to what we were just talking about, right? He has to get people's attention. 16. Therefore, thus says the Lord, I have, I have returned to Jerusalem with mercy. My house shall be built in it, declares the Lord of hosts, and the measuring line shall be stretched out over Jerusalem. Cry out again, thus says the Lord of hosts, my city shall again overflow with prosperity, and the Lord will again comfort Zion and again choose Jerusalem. He says, I will bless my remnant people, right? I will bless those who are desired to walk in my ways. And then uh, Zechariah looks up and he sees four horns. Very similar to Daniel, right? 
19, and I said to the angel who talked with me, what are these? And he said to me, these are the horns that have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. So these are the powers, the thrones, horns are similar to thrones, that came against and scattered the people of God, right? Now, verse 2, we see the measuring line. Man with a measuring line in his hand, too. Then I said, where are you going? And he said to me, to measure Jerusalem, to see what it is its width and what is its length. So uh, we saw that in Revelation, right? The measuring of the temple and deciding who, who is in and who is out. Mm-hmm. They said, don't, don't count the outer temple, right? Mm-hmm. Just, the, just the Holy of Holies and the holy place, right? Um, and so the angel comes forth, verse 4, and said to him, Run, say to that young man, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as villages without walls because of the multitude of people and livestock in it. And I will be to her a wall of fire all around, declares the Lord, and I will be the glory in her midst. So now that's exactly what we just talked about in Haggai, right? The glory of God in his end times temple people, right? Mm-hmm. Seven, up, escape to Zion, you who dwell with the daughter of Babylon. Where we're going to see when we get further on in Revelation, there's there's two women in Revelation, right? There's the woman that has to flee the wilderness in chapter 12. Then there's the woman in the later chapters who represents Babylon, who represents all the wickedness of the world, right? He's saying, those of you who are with, with that one, flee, right? It's a temple that doesn't represent me, Right? Nine, behold, I will shake my hand over them and they shall become plunder for those who serve them. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me. Again, I will shake you to get your attention so that you know I am moving, that you know I am real and you choose me instead of the ways of the world that you've chosen in the past. Ten, sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for behold, I come and I will dwell in your midst, declares the Lord. And many nations shall join themselves to the Lord in that day and shall be my people and I will dwell in your midst and you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. So we see the spirit of God in his end times people. What does Feast of Tabernacles represents? It represents the people coming out of slavery in Egypt into the wilderness with the presence of God with them taking care of all their needs because they have separated themselves from the ways of the world, right? Mm -hmm. So if we talk about the fulfillment of of the Feast of Tabernacles, Feast of Booths. What is it? We have the Spirit of God with a people choosing to live His ways and His ways alone, right? And being blessed in every way because they are walking in His ways, right? The chapter ends, 13. Be silent all flesh before the Lord, for He has roused Himself from His holy dwelling. So we see the way of the flesh ending, the power and the presence, the glory of God coming. Right, And we're wrapping up in the Psalms. We finished Psalm 119. We read all the way to Psalm 122. I was just going to comment on 122. It starts out, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. So this Psalm has a similar picture. This one's of David. I don't know which one you were mentioning. But um, so we were just talking about Jerusalem in, uh, in the prophetic picture of Zechariah, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about Jerusalem and God's blessing being amongst his people. Well, we see that same thing here. And we see now a people streaming 
to the Lord. He says, I was glad about this. Other people are wanting to say, let's go to the house of the Lord, right? Jerusalem built as a city that is bound firmly together to which the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel to give thanks. Their thrones for judgment were set, the thrones of the house of David, right? Mm -hmm. We just read in Revelation, the 24 elders on thrones, right? Putting their crowns at the feet of, of Jesus, right? Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. What is peace? Peace is living in the right way of the Lord. May they be secure who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. And uh, I think uh, that's all I have for today. you have anything else, Weston? No. God bless you. Right. The Lord bless you.